0: Good afternoon, nice to have you with us again as we take a look at health and well-being. One of Australia's leading naturopaths is with us again today, that is Peter Mullen, and why should we be eating organic? What a great topic for today, Peter. Well, it's a, I thought it's a good topic with Christmas around the corner, and we're bombarded with
1: food marketing every day. Claims like fresh, all-natural, nutritious, so practically on every label. But there's one claim you should be paying attention to, and that's whether or not your food is organic. Now, Peter Mullen, why should we be eating organic? Well, Dave, there's lots of lots of reasons why I think organic, you know, should be better. And there's been a lot of studies done into whether organic produce is worth the extra cost. There's four four major points as to why I think eating organic, if because you can manage it, because there
0: seems it, to be a, a, a cost associated with it, isn't oh, it? It's absolutely, a bit dearer.
1: Absolutely. But um, number one, toxin-free is probably the number one benefit of eating organic. You know, we've been talking in the last few weeks about um additives and preservatives and the What's dirty dozen and clean 15. This, you,
0: you worry about that don't you?
1: yeah absolutely and we'll go we'll go into that a bit further on i've got that list again to yeah. go over with listeners um so one benefiting organic is the reduction of the chemical load on the body um as we said conventional users use a variety of pesticides in their produce which guess what ends up in you and also it's the cost to the environment as well yeah yeah you know we're still producing chemicals that have half-lives of hundreds of years so since the 1950s, the boom in the chemical industry is massive, and not just in pesticides and and you know always trying to get more from crops. It's also additives and preservatives, etc. So, toxic and persistent pesticides accumulate uh, in our soil, in the water. You know, there's talk even of you know the polar bear's breeding cycle being affected because of wow. chemicals that have sort of polluted the whole whole planet. Um, so, by eliminating the use of these pesticides, reducing the burden on the environment, and not contributing to further pollution. Number three, um, taste. Have you have you had organic food before? Yes,
0: yes, yes. Yeah, so you there's know the difference. Difference. difference
1: with an egg. You can taste the difference in an egg, yeah. certainly, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you compare like a normal battery, even just the colour, you know, the colour of those battery farm eggs is sort of an insipid yellow yeah. where if you get eggs from an organic farm, um, you know, the yolk's nice and golden, you would presume there's more nutrition there. Mm-hmm. Um, things like tomatoes are another example you know, where yes. the, the taste is just so much better than, you know, what you might get. Um, so taste definitely is an issue. Uh, nutrition. Now, there, there, there's different sites on the website will say, yes, organic has higher le- nutrient levels than inorganic. I haven't come across really sturdy studies where someone's put the time and effort in to prove that. However, while there's maybe not conclusive proof as to whether organic food is more nutritious, a few studies have reported high levels of vitamin C, as well as certain minerals and antioxidants. But definitely further studies need to be done. Um, And the one nutritional certainty, no use buying fresh organic food only to let it sit in the fridge. So one of the issues, say, with tomato, uh, sorry, oranges, um, you know, a good source of vitamin C. But if the oranges are picked last season and stored in a cool house for three months or six months before they end on the shelves at one of the bigger supermarkets, as soon as you pick produce produce from the tree from the ground you'll lose nutritional value so you know again no point in buying organic unless you're going to eat it now Peter, you, away.
0: you mentioned a time frame there of the 50s and the difference are we able to gauge a difference in how we ate and how we were back then to how we are now with what we've changed with the processing of foods and oh look i think
1: i think any of us like i'm 50 you're 30 or 35 oh, thank you <laughs> 50 some say 60 <laughs> That's, your, that's my Christmas present to you, Dave. Um, if you think about maybe how we ate, you know, when we were growing up, like I, we never had takeaway. Coffee shops weren't yeah. around. Yes, true. You know, today coffee shops are uh, everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. and it's something a lot of people do every day. Um, so there was less processed foods. Foods were uh, fresher, cooked from scratch. So I think even in our 50 years, we've seen a big change over yes. in foods available. And, you know, we talked before about just the the calorie content, like all these high-calorie foods like chocolate bars everywhere you go, there's a chocolate bar you can buy. So yeah, so I think diets change a lot. So part of of our push from a a naturopath point of view is for people to go back to the basics. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, even to the point of growing fruit and veg in your own backyard... And nowadays if you do follow that mantle, I can imagine you you don't have to go and buy a week's load of groceries to sit for a week go and buy daily if you yeah, absolutely to if way. you if you and you if get you, that freshness yeah get that
1: freshness and and we're sort of more a 24/7 you know shopping society these days yeah. but Dana will um at the the farmers markets on the weekend she'll get organic celery and bring it home wash it up wrap it up mm-hmm. in the fridge it will last for 2 weeks The other day, she came home with celery just from our local green grocer, who is very good. Yeah. yeah. And within a few days, it was started to wilt and started Mm -hmm. to go off at the end. So that's the other thing. Like, if it's organic, you would presume that it's going to be fresher at the time that
0: you purchase it as well. Yeah, yeah. And then you've gone and bought it if you go and buy the other option and it doesn't last as long. It doesn't seemingly last as long. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And on the phone from Limitry Passage, hello, Ian. Thank you for being patient and waiting there.
1: No trouble at all. Hello, good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon, Ian.
1: Uh, Peter, I recently had a fasting blood test, uh, second time in a few months, because initially um, I had a high iron count. Yes. Around 500, I think it was. Yep. I had another one uh, a few days ago, and
0: it was 400. It had come down a bit. Yep. it was still in the high range.
1: Well, there's a number of reasons why uh, someone's iron count might be high. You know, for a lot of men particularly... Or a certain percentage, they can have a genetic predisposition or a genetic condition called hemochromatosis. Now, Ian's doctor's probably done the gene test to see whether that is the case. But other causes of an elevated ferritin can be infection, mm-hmm. if there's um, inflammation in the liver, you know, if there's a little bit of fatty liver yep. there going on as well. Um, and they're probably probably the two main causes. So I would think that there's there's maybe something else going on that is causing his body to hold onto that ferritin or that, that, those iron stores. Any direction you can give him? Oh, look, I would um, definitely follow through with the GP, ask the GP about hemochromatosis, and if all that checks out okay and the liver enzymes are all normal, there's no fatty liver, then it might be worthwhile thinking about coming and seeing a naturopath. For
0: our next section, now this is very interesting, if we're not convinced about organic and how that'll work for us, you've got some options for us there now, Peter.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like the, trying farm fresh with minimal chemicals. Um, You know, visiting your local farmer's market where you can actually have a conversation with the grower and find out what they use on their produce. Now, I read an article recently and it was talking about, and I wouldn't have thought potatoes were a highly sprayed crop. Mm -hmm. But this article is suggesting that that certain potato crops are quite highly sprayed. So we've had potatoes before from the farmer's markets where they're, they're minimal sprayed and they're literally dug up the morning that they're brought into the farmers markets mm. so you can't get much fresher than that so um if you can't go organic then definitely getting farm fresh and you know as i said have a chat with the, the producer find out what they use uh, a couple of weeks back we were talking about um organic versus non-organic and you know even just the simple thing of cleaning your fruits and vegetables when you get home from the supermarket right, or from yeah. the farmers markets um, if you make up um, a solution of three parts filtered water one parts vinegar and basically, you let them soak for 20 minutes with potatoes, with beetroot, with things with harsher skins. You can actually use a scrubbing brush and actually just scrub them lightly, and then soak them in the vinegar. Now, it sounds awful. You think that if you soak vinegar... How will you're... they be after that? Yeah, Yeah. well, you'd think that if you soak your strawberries or blueberries in vinegar, they would come out tasting like vinegar. Yeah. But you don't. You just rinse them in filtered water when you're finished. With fruit like that, it's always best to let it dry. Then, no, no trace of the vinegar through them. No, no, no. Wow. which would be pretty horrible, wouldn't it? Strawberry yeah. vinegar, <laughs> strawberry-flavored vinegar. Um, but what's important is, if you do wash your produce like that, you need to get it out on paper towel or um, cotton cloth and right. let it let it dry properly before you then refrigerate it. Yes, if yes. you put it away wet, it's going to get, you know, moldy and go off pretty quick. Um, and then the other option is to go partially organic. You know, start with the dirty dozen. So these are the foods that have the highest level of pesticides used on them. They also tend to be the foods that we eat the skin of, where pesticides... So the examples of the Dirty Dozen, we talked about this before, were things like apples, uh, blueberries, broccoli. So broccoli, again, any of those sort of really open, flowery sort of um, vegetables are going to pick up any spray. Capsicums, carrots, surprisingly, celery, again. Uh, Cherries, coming into cherry season. yep. Cucumbers, grapes um, Kale, lettuce uh, nectarines, peaches You know, all of those sort of things That the fruit fly love um, mm-hmm. Now, on the clean And we've also got spinach, potato Strawberries and zucchini
0: That's the dirty dozen That's 9%. the
1: dirty dozen They're the ones to try and, as much as possible Get um, um, organic Or at least when you bring them home Make sure you're going to wash them Now the clean 15 These are the ones that you know, you might worry about less because there's there's less chemicals used. Asparagus, avocado, uh, cabbage. Right. Apparently, nothing else likes to eat too much cabbage. <laughs> uh, eggplant, grapefruit, kiwi fruit, mangoes. Mangoes
0: popular at this time of the year too. Yeah, they?
1: well, mangoes. I had a, a a face a patient on Facebook texted in and said, "Well, what about with mangoes? Like for the fruit flies and yeah, things like that." Up, yeah. yeah, they are awesome. Fantastic. So I'm sort of two minds about mango, but I imagine because they've got a skin on, hopefully yeah. that detracts but yeah that would be my favorite fruit for this time of year yeah. uh mushrooms interestingly i would have you know mushrooms again can be grown without too much onions pineapple rock melon sweet corn sweet peas sweet potato and watermelon so on our website people can get on there and download for free or go back and have a look at our blogs if they want more information about the those um what which are the ones to try and you know steer clear of Right. If, unless they're organic, or at least when you bring them home, give them a good clean. David joins us now. Good afternoon, David.
0: Oh, day, Dave. How are you going? Very good. And I've got Peter here listening to you. Hi, David. Hi, uh, Peter. Hi,
1: Peter. Um, I'm an organic, organic grower. I grow um, mostly blueberries, but a few other different types of berries. And just to comment on uh, organic growers, um, most organic growers are fairly small scale, and that's why you're going to get the freshness. Um, I know for us, we try and pick and have it in the hands of our people um, within at least three days, um, usually less than that. So you're getting it as fresh as it can be. Fantastic. Fantastic. And that um, that makes a difference then with taste and everything as well, doesn't it? Like the if it's picked fresh and then you're sort of eating it straight away, um, you're going to retain all that nutrition as well. That's right. Um, people say with our berries that they'll last three weeks in the fridge. That's if you can keep your
0: hands off them. Thank you for sharing that with us today, David. Thanks very much, Dave. You have a special seminar tonight.
1: Uh, Yeah, tonight we've got um, our second talk or second last talk for the year, a free talk with Kirstie, one of our fabulous um, naturopaths, and Kirstie will be talking about stress and adrenal fatigue. Very good at this
0: time of the year. A lot of people stress out at Christmas time. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Even just on the weekend, I was out and about, and there's already, and it's probably been going on for a few weeks, people everywhere you know, shopping and doing yeah. whatever. And everyone seems to be in a bit of a mad, mad panic. So,
0: so Kirsty think... will have a good talk about that tonight and how
1: we can help relieve that stress. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Okay. Uh, what about if we want to get involved? And in is there still some
1: seats available? We've still got some seats available. Um, people either can get online at mullenhealth.com.au or they can give us a call on 49614075.
0: All the details are there. That could be you tonight being part of that. Now, we wanted to talk about hydrogen breath tests. Tell us some more about this.
1: Oh, just that last week we had a query from a fellow and we sort of um, didn't quite get around. I wasn't quite sure. He asked about um, rice and, and whether rice has got much fructose in it. And I've done a bit of research, and from what I've read, brown white, brown and white rice is free or very low in fructose. So it is actually okay for those on a fructose fructose free diet or a low fructose diet um the other question he had was about hydrogen breath test yeah so hydrogen breath test is a is a um a test that's been around for a while but it basically it looks to see whether you're digesting carbohydrates effectively so in as a naturopath we sometimes will get people to do a, a glucose and a lactulose hydrogen breath test is where you drink a solution of glucose or you, you do a breath test. You breathe into this thing, and it measures hydrogen and, and methane.
0: I understand glucose, but lactulose. What is that? Can you expand on that a bit?
1: Oh, lactulose is um, it's a different type of different type of sugar. So they use that as the control for oh, okay. to okay. see whether the glucose is going to react. But after you drink the glucose solution. If you've got, and we look, we look at a condition called SIBO, small intestinal bowel overgrowth, where bacteria have come up into the small intestinal tract. If someone's got SIBO and symptoms of IBS, if they drink this glucose solution, the glucose gets fermented by those bacteria, and then in the breath test they'll pick up hydrogen and methane.
0: Oh, wow!
1: So it helps you to determine a bit more clearly what That's the cause yeah. of someone's IBS actually is. So. That was just in, in answer to that question we had last week about
0: the so, breath test. So by doing that, if they have IBS, you can work out what might trigger it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you can do you can do a test for um, other other sugars as well. You can test for um, fructose, lactose. So you sort of get an idea what what sugars particularly someone's not digesting properly.
0: Now, uh, is it fair to say a good time now, as we say, first day of summer, a good time to look at? Going organic and eating organic food, or at least testing it? Yeah, well,
1: look, the, the, this is the time of year when, you know, we've got all these beautiful, as Dave was saying, blueberries and, and fresh fruit and produce in, so, produce in. So I think it's a great great concept or great
0: idea for the Christmas period. Now, some of what you spoke about today, we've seen the Dirty Dozen, we've seen the Clean 15, you've spoken about that. Can we view that at the website?
1: Yeah, yeah, we've got that on our website. So people, if they go, get onto our website and get into the blog section and um, just Google organic or Google the Dirty Dozen or the Clean Fifteen. Um, we've got those both there, and I think we've
0: got it on Facebook as well. And why not to print it off and then when, share it with your partner for when you're going to go shopping. you say these, and you'll be both on the same page when it comes to yeah, what's the good ones, what's the ones to be concerned about. Stick it up on your fridge, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's a great help there behind a fridge magnet. That would be a good one, and, and they look great too, the way you've done them up, and we'll be able to view those on the website. So again, for tonight, the phone number to call if we'd like to be part of that. Uh, if we are stressing and we want to go and be part of Curly Bednar, <laughs>
1: Four nine six one four
0: That is it. And the, the website again, if you want to go and have a look at some of the things you've
1: discussed Mullen, today. Yeah, people just Google Mullen au.
0: That's Mullen with an E M U L L E N health.com.au for all the details. What are you going to discuss with us next Tuesday from midday? Uh, next Tuesday is a bit of an open topic at
1: this stage. Okay. I thought um, it's been good the last few weeks getting a few more calls coming through, so we might keep it a little bit open. Uh, and I do have some tips for just preparing for Christmas, to have the best, healthiest Christmas possible. So they'll be coming up either next week or the week after as well. Right.
0: And we love your phone calls. Thank you to both David and Ian for their input today. Thank you, and we'll catch you next Tuesday. Thanks, Dave. Have a good week. Health and well-being and naturopath Peter Mullen with us here at 2NURFM.